If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello and welcome to episode 147 of Portorini. And uh, this week I'm talking to Coleman Power, who is a personal trainer, uh, an organic horticulturist and uh, podcast host as well. But I'm going to be following a um, six-week program with him, diet, exercise, the whole lot. So we're talking about what he does and he can talk. So uh, you'll have a listen to that in a minute. Uh, In the meantime, I... um, Last week, this week, I shot a video for a song that I've been doing with uh, the Dublin Improv Comedy Group, or DICTV, for a podcast called Jab Division. The video is up there on my Instagram. I can't boost the video. Can you believe that? I can't boost, I can't uh, boost, you know, advertise the video because uh, Instagram won't let me because they say it contains... Uh, controversial material you know I mean it's basically it's satire about uh, people's attitudes to getting the vaccination and people's uh, people who are pro-vaccination and, and anti-vaccination it's kind of a satirical song about all that uh, and because it contains those lyrics I guess uh, Instagram just won't you know and it's probably a feckin' robot that's doing it, so you can't actually talk to somebody and go, well, look, have a listen, it's satire, you know. It's not meant to be taken as uh, straightforward, you know. Uh, so annoying. Same with, ah, uh, oh, there was another sketch that was um, that Facebook wouldn't uh, boost because they said it contained violent material. It's like, uh, you should see it. It's like a couple of gang. it's a, a, a kind of black and white gangster satire where they're arguing about grammar 
but they happen to have guns. It's so difficult dealing with these social media things like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram because you're not really dealing with people as far as I can see and it's just like there are things that set it off. Oh, a gun. Uh, a word. Anti-vax. Uh, and uh, it's blocked. So it's bloody annoying. Um, yeah, I had happened another thing where I did a sketch about Northern Ireland and and they wouldn't allow me to do that either. Anyway, fucking hell, mate. So actually, here's another song from the... Uh, the other podcast uh, from DIC TV, which is available on Spotify and anywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, just have a listen to this. Aye. Aye. Winter's gone, summer's come along. Time to sing a different song. Time to break out of this room. Time to talk to people who are not. Girl, I miss her so much It's been a year since we've been able to touch Living apart has been getting me down Life is like a circus without a clown Now we've got our chaps, we can do the things we used to do All the things we could do So, you know, uh, that uh, Potteroonie is on the Headstuff Podcast Network and there are many great podcasts on the network and here's one of them. Hello everyone and welcome to I Know That Face, the only podcast which honours the often underappreciated by the masses of work of character actors. My name is Stephen Portia. My name is Andrew Carroll. Character actor is a supporting actor who specialises in playing unusual, interesting or eccentric characters. For whatever reason, these performers are less concerned with being stars. Because of that, they often take supporting roles in big movies or only play leads in indie films or TV. They're less concerned with their image. They can bounce between heroes or villains. They're chameleons and they often disappear into each role. So you might know the faces, but you might not know the names. So subscribe to us wherever you can subscribe for podcasts and be on the lookout for that to come. And until then, uh, see you later, cinephiles. Bye-bye.
There you go now. So uh, just before I talk to Coleman, I just got a little recommendation for anybody. If you want, there's a great director called Andrea Arnold who has a film on Netflix called Fish Tank, which is brilliant. And also her first film is free on YouTube. It's called Wasp. And she's done another uh, another brilliant film that's uh, called American Honey, but that's you know that's probably on iTunes or something. You have to pay for it. All of her films centre around usually a young girl, and she's in uh, working class area, and that struggle just to survive. And as far as I know, her main actors in certainly in Fish Tank and American Honey were just were just uh, picked up in on the street or whatever. For Fish Tank, I believe she, her casting director heard the girl are having an argument with her boyfriend across. Uh, the railway at a station, at a train station from one platform to the other and went, that's the girl. And uh, for the American Honey, they went down to Florida, I think, for spring break and just looked out for girls. I guess they were looking for a girl or, or and, and all the other parts maybe as well in the film and uh, just found them. It's fascinating that they could find someone who can do it because it's not easy to be yourself once cameras go, yeah. Some people are will be amazing in a film, but then when the cameras start rolling, they, they can't be themselves. So, anyway, Andrea Arnold's a brilliant director, and uh, just look out for Wasp on YouTube. Wasp on YouTube. It's about 15 minutes long. It's feckin' brilliant. Um, yeah, and that's it, I think. Okay, yeah, let's talk to uh, Coleman Power. <laughs> Right, Coleman, thanks for coming on the podcast. And um, I haven't a clue exactly what I have an idea of what you do, but can you explain it to me? I suppose uh, to firstly say thanks for having me on your podcast, and uh, I'll expand on who I am and what I currently am doing. So I'm an organic grower as, well as a personal trainer. I get people to live a healthier, kind of happier lifestyle, incorporating in both habits, training, foods, from the moment they get up suppose, to the moment they go to bed. Because everything in between, a lot of people are focused on too much about, oh, Coleman, you're very healthy, or this individual is very healthy. Just as they train four, five, and six times a week. But it's really down to your habitual habits, what you're doing when you get up in the morning. Do you get direct sunlight on your skin, which naturally is a mood improver. As a result of that, those are things that I recommend. What foods did you have for breakfast? Is it the likes of those sugar-coated cocoa pops. There are other brands available. The thing on top of that then is, what are you having for lunch? Are you having a lunch or what time are you having it at? Are you constantly reaching for your phone on a regular basis? Why? Because then it's taking your attention away from the people that are around you. And too many people are looking at negative things and bombarded with, you can't do this, you can't do that. I always always get people to focus in on the positives. Why? Because what you think about the majority of the time will end up being, I suppose, a little bit more of a happier version of yourself. I try to get people to focus and go towards that. Then I suppose it's going and shopping either local at a country market, getting things, single ingredients. Why? Because then you maximize their benefits. That's because what the body runs off is protein, fats, and carbs, getting people to understand foods, connecting people back where to where the roots are no pun intended from the soil is where every nutrient and vitamin comes from people are taking multivitamins now 
such as omega-3s. Where does omega-3s come from? It actually comes from the soil and it also comes from uh, food items such as oily fish. If people eat fish, I'm not a vegan, I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm a person who's into all things health, literally from foods to growing to getting people to be more active and active and being fitter is literally different for everyone because depending on what age you are, depending on your starting point, the whole idea of it is every time you have an opportunity to do something, make sure you do it as beneficial towards yourself as you can, whether it be the training, whether it be the foods, how do you maximize the benefits of your foods, but definitely get it local, definitely get it fresh. And the gold standard, as I say, is organic. Okay. And so how did you uh, get to where you are now? Um, that's a good question too. So I'll give you the, the short, long and the short of it. I, I suppose growing up, I would have lived a relatively country life. My mom and dad were psychiatric nurses and they worked, as it was in my extremely hard, 12-hour shifts, one on, one off. And we had healthy upbringing, the standard bacon and cabbage on a Monday, the lasagnas, the chicken, and maybe other things were overcooked and things like that. And I lived at home for a high percentage of my life up till I was 24, nearly 25. And I ended up not being able to cook. I was... Uh, I suppose spoon fed for a long time and I played GA for a, um, being from Waterford, I played GA for a long time, but I was always interested in health and fitness and I knew that food had a major, to, we'll call it part to play in it. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to the gym and kind of thought that, geez, I wasn't really maximizing the benefits of the time I was spending in there with all the foods. And I thought to be healthy, all you had to do was eat chicken and broccoli and rice. And I Goddamn, was sick of that after so long. And I was drinking raw eggs because somebody told me raw eggs are unbelievable for building muscle and being healthy. And I was like, oh, Jesus, raw eggs, cracking them into glasses. I thought it was rocky there for a while. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I gave that up fairly quick <laughs> because living at home as well, uh, my mom uh, been quite strict. And the fact is, like, protein wasn't allowed protein supplements. And then we weren't allowed to have protein in our food because it would destroy your kidneys. and misinformation all that in between and I ended up being in college for a while and I studied horticulture for four years following that I did a master's degree in organic horticulture and that's where kind of things started to connect so I was already into fitness I was already doing a bit of training and then going down the niche market of organic uh, food production and that's where I studied that in West Cork through UCC uh, and Cork University College and after that I went to Australia um, did the typical Irish thing, walked on building sites, uh, really enjoyed myself out there. And long story short, ended up coming home. And as a result of that, did a personal training uh, online course because I was at a level of physique that I was relatively decent and was kind of coaching people anyway off the bat of your friends or family members to their body position. And then I got a mentor through college who showed me how to grow and and the whole idea of it is i did learn a high percentage of inform a lot of information in college but really you don't learn until you start doing and practicing and that's for everyone every whatever job you do people say yeah college is rubbish it was okay it's kind of to get that piece of paper it's the stepping stone and you learn and you make people that ended up helping you later on in life in five years and ten years time and then what i ended up doing was i amalgamated that together so i was taught how I taught myself, I suppose, how and through online courses, how personal training really works, and I got qualified in that. Then, with a mentor, I was shown how to grow specific vegetables that were suited to Ireland: tomatoes, kale, Brussels sprouts, rainbow chard, cucumbers, asparagus, potatoes, 
And all these things I recommend to people either to grow them their own or just get them local and get them fresh because there's so many different country markets out there. And when I was growing up, I like, I didn't even know country markets really existed. Like, and there's mm-hmm. all that veg is in abundance. Leafy salads, there's different types of salad. And salad actually is unbelievably flavorsome. Like people say, oh, that's rabbit food. If you haven't ever tried oriental salads, whether it be rocket, mensuna, tatsoi, these are all it's broccoli. Yeah. And white and broccoli mm-hmm. being the superfood, well, broccoli is actually a pain in the ass to grow, firstly, because you only get one head off it if you ever did a little bit of growing. Kale, you get teen amount of leaves off it, and has the same nutri- similar nutritional value with magnesium, vitamin C, iron. Three things people are taking in supplements on a daily basis in a tablet form. Nothing wrong with supplements, nothing against them. But the fact is that most people go, Jesus, yeah, well, I prefer to have nearly whole foods as opposed to a tablet for lunch. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, if I was to uh, take your advice and go on some kind of a routine that you would um, advise me to do, what what would I be doing? Well, we'd have to see firstly what is your habits and what is your routine, what's your fitness goal. Anybody I take on, you have to have a goal, whether it's a six week and eight week goal. I typically take people on on a program that I have at the minute because otherwise, what happens is people are doing right now they're doing things at random, they're eating foods at random, they're going and doing training at random times, and that's <clears throat> going to end, inevitably end up to a random result. So, so important to straight away off the bat, I would ask you, Joe, what's your fitness goal? And you can go, right, I suppose I'd like to tone up, maybe lose a little bit of weight, and maybe improve on my fitness. Right, there's black and white. You have to write it down. No one forced you to say that. So mm. a big believer in goal boards, goal boards behind me here. Okay, what I do is what I recommend. The foods I eat, the routine I live between stretching, home workouts are gym based running sea swims saunas when the uh, some people have their mentor and their minute they have their own saunas which is great and that has added advantages as well increased blood flow anything that increases your blood flow is massive so that's the probably the first question i would ask anybody that would take on to the organic fitness program and it's improvements it's not literally people going oh i want to be perfect there's no such thing as perfect the whole idea of it is you're looking for incremental improvements and i do this thing on social media at the minute and with people that I train, it's called the compound effect. Putting one euro or one dollar or the equivalent into a jar every time you do something that you said you wanted to do. And for a period of time, it looks like very little. And the whole idea of it is, it is very little. Because if I was asked you, Joe, can I have 365 euro now today? Well, maybe you wouldn't give it to me because first you might know me that well. But the fact is that over each and every day, that adds up to just one euro, one coin in that jar. And that's the whole idea. It's kind of a small incremental improvement in, let's say, your fitness. You want to improve your fitness? Yep, I bet one healthy meal that I did previously did last week. Great. I got one extra training session. I increased the weight. I bet my time for last week. Yep, I want to be more positive. Also taking people in terms of mentorship thing because really health and fitness, as I touched on already, isn't just about how many days you train. It's everything else in between it, who you contact, what you consume, not only food, but also the information, social media, news, you name it. Right, yeah. I think one of my major problems is checking the phone all the time. That has become uh, an addictive thing, uh, right from the moment I get up. The moment I yeah. wake up to the moment I go to bed. And there's there's habits you have to realise that that's negatively affecting not only your your mood, but also your body, because sleep being one of the pillars of health. So the first, if you, one of the last things you're doing before you go to bed is you're looking at the phone, there's lights coming from that. Light is super beneficial, but 
full spectrum light from the sun. The sun is one of the very few things uncontaminated left on this earth. The water contaminated with the likes of chemicals and toxins. The air pollutants from cars and excessive amounts of construction being done. And as a result of that, then the, the soil is another thing that's contaminated due to harsh chemicals being sprayed. Another reason to grow organic or chemical free or grow your own or get it as best you can. And the light then is the other thing. So blue light uh, emitted from your phone is something that I look into people because, as I said, sleep is one of the pillars of health. I get people to either two hours before bed, either put on, which I have them right now, either uh, blue light blocking glasses is something that I typically recommend. Okay, You can get them, it's kind of a biohacking. It's able to emit certain lights that come from your phone. It gives you an orange tinge. You kind of look like Bono for all the world with these glasses on you. But uh, it's something that can help your body naturally produce melatonin. There are also things I recommend for producing melatonin. That is training. That is uh, sunlight first thing in the morning on the likes of your face and inclusive of your eyes. Because mm. that's going to help your body set its circadian rhythm. So that just means for people who are having a poor sleep, it negatively affects their body. In what way? Your hormones. There's two hormones in your body okay, that are affected. So... Uh, between your satiating so satiating hormones are ghrelin how do you remember that is ghrelin you're hungry ghrelin that's your hunger hormone and the satiating hormone is leptin so ghrelin and leptin they are negatively affected if you've ever had a poor poor night's sleep or stayed up all night and as the next day you literally want to eat the cupboard eat the leg off the table that's increased when you get a poor night's sleep so anybody who wants to improve their overall health increasing your melatonin from the likes of either putting away the phone two hours before, before bed or if you have to look at it or if you're Skyping people uh, in foreign countries. I have people that are working right now in other countries such as Sweden and they're Skyping back home to Ireland and they have to contact their family members at different times of the day in the evening it's with the time differences. So the fact is they're putting on the blue light and blocking glasses and the fact is that then their sleep isn't negatively affected. Mm, that's my biggest challenge, I would say. I'm kind of addicted to the phone. So, apart from that, though, uh, I've I've uh, I'm 57. So does that affect how you train, or particularly how you train? I'd say. Well, your your age. You ask me, is your age an indication of how you train? Certain, certainly, certainly. Yeah. Is that what you ask me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you wouldn't be won't be training as the likes of an 18 year old. You won't be going. I won't be recommending you going into the gym and putting on a squat rack, and we're going down and putting yeah. on 100 kg. That's it. <laughs> and firstly, for the 18 year old, that's not recommended either. Most people are actually lifting too heavy from, and I learned that the hard way. And the whole idea, and when I get people to do it, is realize that it's not about how heavy you're lifting or the likes of how many days you're training. It's more about consistency. Can you be consistent with whatever exercise you would like to enjoy, whether it be starting off walking the minimum requirement? Why? Because you can burn between 300 and 500 calories alone in just walking 10,000 steps. That is the fact. You can write it down, put it down on paper. And if you're outside as well, you get sun exposure, natural mm. production of vitamin D, which helps in the production of your happy hormones. Winning if you're going outside, especially now being coming into midsummer. Another thing I re- recommend what I do. And suppose then it's finding, as suppose, either you want to do running, you want to do home workouts. People are into high intensity. More people want to change a little bit of their I have a preference towards a little bit of added weight. I mean, added weights, you don't have to be heavy. The things you can do with during the lockdowns we had, I had two 5kgs that I ended up getting from a neighbor right here. I had nothing at the very start. So I ended up using those two 5kgs and I was able to keep a certain amount of physique that I currently have right now. Mm. Uh, those of you that don't know me, I would lean towards as a more, more of an athlete. I'm about five foot 
six or seven, I'm not that tall, but I would have a tone definition and I would do incorporate in high intensity finishers at the end. So for added ways to get added advantages, you tear muscle fibers. These are not heavy. I said five kg. You could use two, you can use three, depending on your current strength. And then it's slowing down the tempo. When you slow down the tempo, it makes it a hell of a lot harder. If you have two five kg dumbbells and you're slowing down from an outside, you know how hard it is yourself. Yeah. The fact is, that's, that's going to tear muscle fibers. When you tear muscle fibers, you inevitably burn more calories. When you burn more calories, that helps you get into a calorie deficit. And then people say, oh, Coleman, but you burn more calories when you run. And I would say, yeah, I suppose that's cardio. Okay, and then there's added advantages of changing your body composition with weight. So if the option is both either cardio or weight, A or B, and you can do both, that's what I recommend. So I do cardio at the end of my workouts. Why? Because the likes of the weight is most very important to have correct posture, correct form, to prevent injury, upper back, lower back, chest out, shoulders back, and all the exercises that I recommend to people. Following that then, there's a high-intensity finisher that helps you finish off your glycogen because glycogen is covered from carbohydrates such as from your homemade brown bread, oat bread, mm. and that gets converted into glycogen. In on top of that then, it's tapping, finishing into your glycogen finish off your glycogen stores and the legs your finisher high intensity 20 seconds on 10 second rest and as a result of that then you tap into your fat stores a little bit easier as you otherwise just did the cardio or just did the weights either or all right so you're talking about finishing off for how long doing high intensity how how, how much time yeah that would be determined on your current fitness level. So that's why it's like, oh, when someone asks me specifically, oh, Coleman, how, how long should we do ca- that cardio finish up for? If you're at the very beginning of your fitness level, I suppose that could be ranged between three and four minutes. If you're intermediate, we'd range it up to four to five. And then on top of this is after a little bit of weight session now too. Remember that. So anywhere in the region then to intermediate, to advanced, 10 minutes will be the max I will be doing with anybody because you should be absolutely sweating by the end of the likes of your, your gym workout or your home workout or your gym workout with a yeah. finisher at the end of it. Right. And what kind of equipment would you need at home? If you weren't going to the gym, uh, could you get a sufficient workout with a minimal amount of equipment? Totally. Totally. That's the best question yeah. you could ever ask me. Literally, as I said, the, the minimal requirement is I was using a bag for a while. There, a bag on my back doing squats. But I would start off people, depending on their fitness level, body weights, but using large muscle groups. But then I upgrade them to weight, 2 kg, 2.5, 3, 4, 5 kg. 5 kg is plenty for doing squats. You're doing for 60 seconds with an odd 5 to 10 second break in between. You pick five exercises, getting yourself up to minimum requirement, 20 minutes. You can follow, you can push that out to 30 minutes if you're a little bit fitter. Then you can go to, I do, don't do any more sessions. I used to do hours in the gym. It was mental. I'll never go back to that. 45 minutes is absolutely tops for an intermediate to advance, but 20 minutes is a minimum requirement. And then some people say, oh, come on, find it difficult. 20 minutes, you know, I can't fit in exercise. And I say, if you can't find 20 minutes in a 24-hour day, then the whole idea of it is you don't have a weight management problem. You have a time management problem. 20 minutes is absolutely nothing in a whole day. Yeah. Like, you ought to fit in the morning and nobody else can take it away from you. And or and or then have it before your dinner. Eating meals directly after exercise is really important. Why? Because what does food do? Fuels the body with the best stuff. Do you know what I mean? The likes of maybe some. I have a classic here. We have eggs. We have. I'm all into really into food. Love food. Like that's homemade oat bread with flavins, organic oats. Classic. I have hemp seeds, which are complete protein. These are things. Hemp seeds are definitely something I wouldn't have previously known on unless I dived into that course on nutrition. Yeah. Then the likes of berries, 
Fruit doesn't make you fat. Carbs don't make you fat. It's processed foods are an absolute killer. Killer yeah. for me. It's biscuits, buns, in on top of it. I'm not taking those things away from people. I'm just saying we can definitely factor them in. But it's not something, do you know what we'll have? We'll just have maybe the buns after the likes of a meal. And I get them to factor them in throughout the day so that, because remember, buns and sugars, uh, buns are a form of, sh- or contain sugar, and sugar is a carbohydrate. That's where carbohydrates kind of get a bad name, bad rap. Mm. The carbs are bad. It's just, not the carbs are bad, it's the fact that sugar, when people are eating foods or processed, it is a carbohydrate. And that just bumps you up on that level. And the other two categories that foods fall into, there's three categories, carbs, proteins, and fats. Most people don't eat enough protein foods, and they're one as fats, and most people don't definitely don't eat enough healthy fats. All right. Uh, so would you say to eat uh, a, a load of smaller meals or as opposed to three big meals? Would, yeah, know. and it's a good, that is a good question too. You're asking all the t- tough ones, Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, I have a reference towards, this is my personal opinion on some of foods. I went from one spectrum. I was told that, yeah, just six meals, come on, we'll have them small, we'll have them petite. Do you know what I mean? That will help you and your metabolism so you'll be able to burn fat and all this kind of jargon. And there is truth to it a little bit, but really it's what you can stick to. If you can want to have six little small meals, that's absolutely fine. If you want to have three larger meals, that's fine too. The whole idea of it is if you're looking to reduce down your body fat, it comes down to a numbers game. And the numbers game is calories. So calories as opposed to your current height and your current weight and your activity level how many steps you get in a day whether you're sitting down whether you're uh, doing training three times a week or you're doing five times a week where you're going doing only your 20 minutes or you're going doing the 40 minutes or you're doing runs or you're doing weights and carrot or the high intensity finishers that determines how many calories that you need to consume in a day that's very important right so you don't you want to you don't want to eat more calories than you're using up i suppose Right. Certainly, yeah. And the numbers kind of different. And I get people to track that. So next question you're gonna ask me, Joe, is how do I know how many how much food to eat in a day? Okay. You can I'm i I'm a mind reader. So the <laughs> fact <laughs> as well as an organic grower, personal trainer, nutritionist. <laughs> right, right, right. Cool. So the next thing is you can use the legs of an app. It can be my fitness pad or as calculators you can use online. But for the grand scheme of things, people say, Oh man, I don't want to track foods. I don't want to track foods forever. That'd be terrible. Okay, you don't have to track foods forever. It's the exact same way as your times tables. Once you learn them off, you learn that five times five is 25. You learn 10 times 10 is 100. And then I know in my head that 40 grams of porridge is 25 grams of carbs. One egg contains six grams of protein. Uh, 15 grams of hemp seeds contains six grams of protein as well. And three grams of fats. All these things are just in my head. Why? Firstly, because I know it more so than a little bit more than others because I've had to learn it off for other people. It's just like you're learning off anything. Or we'll give another example. Just, you know, I'm sure that people look at their their income or their pay slip each month and say, God, I'm paying PRSI. I'm paying 10 euro a month. That mm. doesn't change typically unless your wage changes, just like your activity. If your activity went up or your income went up, you would then be paying more tax. But if your income went down, your peers. I am go down. That's in exact same way your foods are. So you once you have a look at it and indicate, oh yeah, I can get this amount of foods and carbs and proteins and fats from that meal. That meal that we have for breakfast, whether it be porridge, whether it be eggs, whether it be a smoothie, you track it once. You'll have a look at it, check how many calories it contains, proteins, fats, and carbs, make up calories, and you go, yeah, that's what that is. That's five hundred calories. Winning. That doesn't change ever. 
for mm. as long as the world is round. Right. Okay. So look, uh, say I want to work with you. Uh, uh, what? How do? How do people? Uh, how do people contact you? I know I see you on Instagram. Obviously, you're brilliant on Instagram. Loads of great stuff. But uh, do you uh, do you work with people online, or how does this work? Yeah, no, this is that's exactly what I do. I work with people online. I I get people through it. Or a six or an eight week program, one starting typically every uh, either every second month, just to fit people into I suppose the schedule that I currently have. It's a program that you're given a training, the home workouts, origin based inclusive of any additional exercise that you want to do, whether it be swimming, whether it be running and jogging, inclusive of the home workouts or gym-based. Then it's you get a meal plan. Following that, you're in contact with me and a face private Facebook group with a community of people that are like-minded. They're all putting up their exercise. I got my 10,000 steps. Yes, I'm done. Tick. Do you know what I mean? And then other people go, but I'm on 12,000. And someone says, oh, Jesus, I have to go out for a run later on. I have 5K to do after my workout. I'm doing it. And it, it's kind of a, we'll call it a community that I'm building together. And then you have other people going, I'm going to the country markets today. And people say, oh, great. Where's the country markets where you are? And say, oh, yeah, that's in uh, Tremor down in Waterford. Great. I'm going to the next place in Galway. Oh, where's the country markets up in Galway? And it's connecting people back to getting wholesome foods because uh, trainers once side of fitness and food then is the other and i try to put people in cannot contact with either box games country markets and or people and communities and when it opens up again we'll be going on walks and hikes and things like that in groups and yeah that's what all about it's about building the friends and people that are like-minded and that are want to be active and want to be healthy and i suppose we lost a lot of that during lockdowns and stuff but now it's opening up again and it's just focusing in on connecting people to the right piece of information yeah well it definitely does help when you're You've got a goal and you're with a group and they're all, uh, and, and you see they've done their run or whatever. And then you go, oh, I have, I have to do mine now. <laughs> yeah. It's you addictive. Know? It's majorly addictive. And, and the yeah. whole idea of it then is I try to get people to eat the best food they possibly can. And this was then the topic of, of Coleman. Is there any difference between organic and non-organic kind of foods? And I kind of go, well, Jesus. They say, oh, this comes, there's a study here. I have a study. I'll take out this piece of paper here and I'll show you. There's a study here done in 2012, Coleman. There's no significant difference between organic and conventional. I say, well, the study's over here. I'm going to pick up this book and say, well, there's a study here done, blah, blah, blah. But the whole idea is don't argue with people. The thing is, with organic food, it's not always what's extra in it. It's what's not in it. Harsh chemicals. The likes of organic or chemical-free doesn't contain glyphosate. Glyphosate is the active ingredient in Roundup. Roundup is found typically in our garages or our sheds where you can spray the periphery edges of your garden or browning off of grasses that you typically see at this time of year. Why? Because weeds are in abundance. And that is and has been proven to be a carcinogenic. I always just get people to focus in on the best foods they possibly can. It's not always available, but the thing is, if you reduce it down, you improve your health. Exactly, that 1%. You're trying to reduce down the amount of toxins in your body. When you have less toxins in your body, your body runs more efficiently. When your body runs more efficiently, you have more energy levels, which helps in your training, which helps in your productivity. And then people who are more productive, they typically get paid more. So I might actually be not only saving money, but I'll also be getting your raise and involved in work as well. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I can't wait. Anyway, um, so you would say to uh, cook your meals from raw food, not not be buying a ready meal, that kind of stuff. For... Totally, totally. Like a single ingredient. There was someone asked me, yeah. oh God, the word was, 
it wasn't a fajita, it was something like, oh, come on, what's this chicken falafel? What, how do you make a healthy chicken falafel? And I was like, I actually don't know what a falafel is. Uh, if I'm cooking yeah. chicken, I'll tell you how I would cook it. I would buy, I buy a whole chicken, I would roast it, I would typically take it out then and put it into the fridge for the week. So this makes it as quick and as easy as I possibly can. So full yeah. chicken, in on a Sunday, out and cooled and in the fridge. So when I'm making a meal, I can make a meal, an organic single ingredient meal in 10 minutes. So quick example, pan, extra virgin olive oil, onions, garlic, chicken goes in, any greens, kale, straight in on top. Then you're going in with beans, any beans, whether it be kidney beans, they're high in plant-based protein, they're high in fiber. Then you're putting in any spice that you like. Okay, I like spicy, so cayenne pepper would be a really good one. Oh, you could put in a sprinkle of veg stock if you didn't like it spicy. Then what could be quick, complex carbohydrate? Italy, potatoes. But potatoes take 20 minutes coming. How the hell are you cooking them in less than 10, 15 minutes? Chop them into rings, full potatoes. Chop them into rings, steam them. They're done in, I'm going to say, 12 minutes. I can put them bash bash up in there sprinkle a curry powder over the likes of the potatoes then you have complete proteins you have the likes of your greens and healthy fats you have your from your extra version of oil. that's a balanced meal and i'm going to say 12 minutes all single ingredients tasty uh, delicious yeah one thing i'm going to have to uh, think about like i've been eating better since the lockdown because i'm not doing my gigs right but when i go back on the road it's it that's when I start eating rubbish like because I'm I'm coming back from a gig at one o'clock and I go I'll drop into McDonald's <laughs> you know I guess I haven't thought about it but I suppose bringing food with me I suppose would be a thing I guess yeah no it is difficult and that's I suppose the lifestyle that you're living Joe and it's yeah. important to remember staying up later is negatively going to affect those hunger hormones as we were touching on. If you're staying up later and then you're trying to get back into a rhythm, I do recommend some sort of structural routine. And now that you're in a healthier routine, it's important to try factor that in. Okay, not, It's not going to be perfect every day, especially if you have gigs going on later into the evening, but you mm. do it as best you can. Tips for on the road, I'm going to tell you right now, summer, what I'd recommend is always try focusing on a protein food. What protein food could you get as, that's high protein that wouldn't have too many added sugars and definitely doesn't have a high lot of fats is yogurt. There's a green yogurt, natural yogurt, and then comes, oh, I'd love, can I get the one with the strawberry flavor, the berry? I love that one. Okay, what could you possibly do in an alteration to that? Buy blueberries, buy strawberries, put them in. So mm. that's your high protein. Then there's carbohydrates in fruit, and carbohydrates are good, we talked about, and they have antioxidants, which are good for your skin health and reducing stress in your body. That's, it's all from whole foods. So yogurt, berries, control your blood sugar levels. I'm sure the shop would have cinnamon. Sprinkle some cinnamon on, buy it a jar, you can bring it home with you or bring it and leave it in the car for the next day. Yeah. As you do that, then you have a meal that protein actually fills you up. Fiber also fills you up. As a result of that, then you have one, two classics that are, it literally is a meal. Well, it's pretty much a meal in itself. If, yeah. if you want, I would recommend that to anybody going from A to B. When I travel, I live in West Cork at the minute. If I travel back home or if I was stuck on the go until I get to my next main meal. And that's kind of helping people not go for, you know, the either the bar of chocolate and mm. or the burger or the just the sandwich and there's nothing wrong with sandwiches but sandwiches again are typically on white bread that's a processed bread that's taken out the amount of uh, fiber and it's taken out it's reduced the amount of benefits from it brown bread is better why because it contains a type of uh, fiber which is called and gluten and a lot of people are trying to take out gluten but another 
issue that I have with people is gluten is actually a protein and protein is something that I don't want people to take out of their diet. A lot of people may be celiac, but it's worth noting I've trained a couple of individuals the fact that they actually weren't previous they were previously labeled as gluten intolerant, but they weren't gluten intolerant, it was glyphosate intolerant because what actually happens is grains are again typically harvested in non-organic production and sprayed off just so they can quicken in the ripening process. So that's worth noting if you're getting oats to get them organically. Why? Because that's one of the cheapest switch and alterations in your diet to get onto a healthier and a more organic chemical-free diet and or having the likes of, or making your own organic oat bread, which I recommend I do it on a regular occasion and trying out things and then introducing gluten back into your diet. And if you still are gluten intolerant, what actually that is, is, is because of a gut issue and gut health is linked are improved with the likes of reducing mm. down toxins in your diet. And another thing I recommend is bone broth. So organic chicken bone broth for people who eat meat, if they don't, there's other alterations to that. But you can make your own when you buy organic full whole chicken. Mm. You, again, finish off the chicken top to toe and put it into a pot, roast it with some other uh, vegetables, onions, garlics, high in fiber, a particular type of fiber. It's called inulin. Inulin naturally increases the production of microorganisms in your gut and the benefits of increased gut health is more production of serotonin. Serotonin is your happy hormone, all again linked with whole foods and that uh, collagen that's found in the likes of the bones is improving and improves uh, the uh, your gut health because any of the holes that are, have been formed due to excessive amount of stress in your gut can cause issues such as autoimmune disease such as leaky gut and leading to a celiac. Oh, uh, so you're saying when you have the chicken all nearly, you've eaten everything off it, you put it into a pot and then make a broth or something then? Yeah, make a broth. Like a lot of people will be buying the likes of the broths right now because it's a little bit easier. But again, if you you spend a little bit more on the organic stuff yourself, use absolutely everything you possibly can in the likes of that whole whole food, wholesome food that you're buying. And again, that's something that I get people to do if they have issues with foods and issues with their gut. Bloating is a major problem and bloating isn't natural. And then people say that they have issues with digesting maybe... Uh, dairy, and that's due to probably, I will look, I look into this with people like take on if they have issues with bloating. A lot of people, just because they're Irish, think they have to consume dairy. Dairy is something that has lactose. Yeah. And the fact is that lactose is hard for people to digest sometimes. So switching to a non-dairy uh, milk substitute could be soya, could be coconut milk hazelnut milk all those things are alterations in on top of it or you could use water which some people use when they're cooking their oats and that could be an alteration of it too right that's okay here's things i want to ask you about cheese too much cheese bad for you too much if anything is bad for you i'm a politician (laughs) (laughs) yeah but Cheese, like it's delicious. <laughs> it certainly is. It's absolutely delicious, right? And it's even better for you when you get it organic. Why? Because it contains higher omega threes. Omega threes is good for reducing inflammation in your body. For anything that is inflamed, it helps reduce the swelling. Okay, omega threes right. we're not consuming. It's a healthy fat that we must consume from our diet. There's omega threes and there's omega sixes. So when you're consuming cheese, and if you get it organic, it's okay. added advantages of We'll call it omega threes. Then on top of that, if you get it organically, whether it be goat cheese, whether it be um, any other cheese, and on top of that, feta cheese, the added advantage of it is organic 
produce or animals are not treated with antibiotics. It's forbidden. So the whole idea of it is then less toxins in your body or less antibiotic because mm. whatever that animal consumes or whatever produce comes out in it, we are the end consumer of that. Okay. Antibiotics not uh, for us are negatively affecting your gut health, which then again can have major issues because your gut is connected to your brain and there's a lot of issues or connections between I suppose, mental health and your gut. And that's again to look into people being not only healthier, but also happier from the foods that you consume on a regular basis. Cheese is and does contain protein, winning, and it contains healthy fats, and it's typically not majorly high in carbs. Great, because we're typically overeating on the carbs. So I definitely would be recommending cheese to people who eat animal products like that. I do train vegans and vegetarian. I've done all the diets. If there was another diet, I'd try it. I've tried vegan. I've tried vegetarian. I've tried intermittent fasting. I've tried paleo. I've tried, you name it. And what works for me is an in-between, a high plant-based, white, high veg diet is what I like to call it. And people are like, oh, come on, but are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? I see you having cheese and stuff. What are you? There's somebody trying to literally, as back in the day, trying to label you. Like, you remember in the 90s, it was kind of like, oh, are you Protestant? Or, uh, are you Protestant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of that like. So yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah. well, what are you, Coleman? Uh, well, what's your diet? I'm like, it's the Coleman power diet. My diet is my diet. Okay. Your diet, Joe, is your diet. It's totally different to anybody else. It might be similar. You might like similar foods. You might try different things. But the whole idea of it is it's yours because you yeah. distinct. No two people are the same. So when people say, this is the best diet right now and then they move over yeah. here and say no 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 this is the best diet we should be doing this yeah thing. yeah yeah that's really important okay like. the other thing coffee i love coffee what's your situation on coffee coffee is super beneficial for people who can tolerate it it, ha- it has antioxidants which are great found in all vegetables and because the coffee comes from a bean it's really good for you if you can tolerate it the negative effects of coffee was well there's always positives and there's always pros and cons to everything mm. So the likes of coffee can negatively affect your sleep. So negatively affecting your sleep, again, being one of the pillars of health that we touched on, is important to note. If it's affecting your sleep, we have to alter that. Coffee has a 10 and a half hour life cycle in your body. So that means if you're having coffee, yeah, okay? If you're having coffee after the likes of one o'clock and you're wondering why you can't fall into a decent amount of sleep, you're saying you're restful, you're oh, I'm not tired. Coffee doesn't affect me. You're drinking coffee after your dinner at six or seven o'clock at night and then you're wondering why your hunger hormones are all over the place the next morning and you're like no energy levels. Sleeping, you're not resting enough. You're not falling into a deep enough sleep. Yeah, so coffee up till about one o'clock. Then you're grand. Then it's absolutely fine. Now, uh, pasta and rice, these things, are they... Oh, maybe they're two different things now. Pasta's got flour, you know. What about pasta? Okay, good question again. We'll touch on pasta and rice. Okay, those are two carbohydrates. Not to say they're good, not to say that they're bad. It's the fact that their pasta is a complex carbohydrate. Brown pasta and white, sorry, brown pasta and brown rice is a complex carbohydrate as opposed to white rice and white pasta. Those things are, we call it complex carbohydrates, the brown ones, and I'll touch on those first. So complex carbohydrates give you a slow release of energy. So that just means when you eat that food, it's giving you a slow release of energy. Okay. When you eat a white pasta, it's called a simple carbohydrate, which means it's, in its own words, it's simpler for the body to break down. So if you're eating white pastas, you get a quick release of energy and white, and white rice, you get a quick release of energy. What goes up quick? comes down quick so on on the way up that's great you're getting loads of energy and on the negative side you're coming down at a quicker pace which gives you a drop in your blood sugar levels which inevitably leads to cravings and it's typically not broccoli that we crave directly after that it's 
highly processed foods, whether it be chocolate, whether it be buns, whether it be cakes, desserts. So I do recommend people to have the whole foods, but actually what happens is it's a polished grain, such so that rice. The rice is polished and it's taken away some of the added advantages, fiber. More fiber in your diet, the better. Most people are three things you're not eating enough of. Proteins in my eyes, magnesium, fiber, and vegetables might be a fourth one. So mm. all those things and fiber then is something that's found in whole foods. So the closer you get to a single ingredient, less processed, the better, the added advantage you have to your overall health. No problem. <laughs> Good, you're ticking <laughs> off one book. But, uh, <laughs> uh, listen, it's been brilliant chatting. So we're, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to talk every week. I'm going to see how it's going. I'll talk about it on my podcast. So I'll just, uh, so hopefully I'm going to look amazing. <laughs> you will. and you not only look amazing but you feel amazing why because the yeah. food you eat Joe has a direct result for anybody listening has a direct result in the way you look you feel and how much energy levels you have if you yeah. have poor energy levels and if you're not eating right that's the first thing you need to change yeah yeah and I think it's a good time for people to get into it because we're coming out of lockdown I think it's good to get in for me to start getting into a good routine before I go back to, uh, doing gigs because as I said, that's when I could fall into bad eating habits again. Anyway, so brilliant talking to you. Come on, Thanks very much, Joe, for having me. And uh, uh, I will talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Ah, there you go. That was Colin Power. And I told you, he can talk. So uh, I'm going to embark on that program and see how it goes. And I'll let you know as the weeks go by. Um, next week, I have an amazing guest, Guy Pratt, who played for bass with Michael Jackson, Pink Floyd and countless others. Um, so we'll talk about he's also do, does comedy. So let's just we'll just ignore the whole bass playing and just talk about comedy, perhaps. Um and what well, my son's band modern love uh released a single there and they're heading off to london now this week and i'm very excited for them over uh to london they're going to be doing photo shoots and shooting a video and uh um talking to producers and all that it's very exciting i'm very excited for them uh yes yeah, uh they're Sing, the first uh, EP is out now. There's another couple of songs from that EP coming out in a few weeks' time, and then another one, I believe, in September. So, and there you go, mate. All right, well, talk to you next week. All right, see ya, mate. See ya, see ya. Wouldn't wanna be ya. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.